Hello and welcome to the Print Pod. This is Terry Sudeep and today's opinion is by Renuka Sanya. Renuka is the research director at Trustbridge, which works on improving the rule of law for better economic outcomes for India. Micro, small and medium enterprises are perpetually starved of credit. A recent report suggests that the gap between demand of MSMEs for loans and what the financial sector is willing to supply is around Rs 25 trillion. Since MSMEs are considered to be important for growth and employment, we need to understand the causes of this gap before increasing our reliance on policy interventions that channelize credit towards this sector. The Indian government's response to the credit gap has been twofold. The first is policy-directed credit, where banks are required to lend 40% of their net credit to what is termed as priority sectors, including MSMEs. The second is a credit guarantee program where the government guarantees bank loans to MSMEs. These have been around for a long time, from credit guarantee schemes administered by CGTMSE to the emergency credit line guarantee system run by the National Credit Guarantee Trust Company Limited during COVID-19. The budget 2023 announced an infusion of rupees 9,000 crore towards credit guarantees. This has enabled additional collateral-free guaranteed credit of Rs 2 lakh crore to MSMEs. The government also said that the cost of credit will be reduced by 1%. A pertinent question to ask here is if these interventions solve the problem that afflicts the credit market for MSMEs. If there is an adequate supply of capital, why are some able to get more of it than others? Lenders typically need information on two parameters before extending credit. First, the likelihood of getting the total money back. This requires understanding the credit worthiness of the borrower and the business towards which the credit will be deployed. Second, if the borrower defaults, then how much will the lender get back, if anything? In modern economies, good information systems, including credit scores, help evaluate the former. A robust mechanism for collection, sometimes in the form of bankruptcy law, helps towards the latter. Both these systems help the lender decide which projects to finance. In India, these frameworks are still evolving. This has meant large corporate houses, or those with relationships, were able to access credit. The difficulties in recovery meant that creditors required the borrower to post collateral. Unsecured credit never really took off. Some of these bottlenecks have been reduced through the setting up of credit information companies and collection laws, such as the Securitization and Reconstruction of Financial Assets and Enforcement of Security Interest Act 2002 and the Insolvency and Bankruptcy Code 2016. But MSMEs are often more vulnerable on both these fronts. They may not have a credit history and the bankruptcy law does not apply to them. Directed credit does not solve the problem of information asymmetry or bankruptcy. It only forces banks to channel credit to certain sectors. While the benefits of such credit appear large, at least to beneficiary firms, the costs remain hidden. Credit guarantees, too, do not solve the problem of information asymmetry. However, from the bank's perspective, they solve the problem of collection. If an MSME defaults on a loan, the bank doesn't lose money as the government pays it the guaranteed amount. 
banks can therefore take a chance on MSMEs, which they may have been reluctant to do earlier. In effect, the government's guarantee replaces the need for collateral. Credit guarantees protect depositors' money since the non-performing assets generated on account of MSMEs are already paid for. This creates a moral hazard. Banks could potentially reduce due diligence on loans. Also, since the guarantee is funded by the government, the taxpayers bear the cost. Society also bears the cost when the credit gets allocated to unproductive firms. Our experience with the emergency credit line guarantee scheme suggests that the concerns described above may well be playing out in reality. One in six loans under ECGLS has turned NPA. The share of micro-enterprises in the NPAs was at 93.5% in comparison to the 3.2% share of other business enterprises, 2.8% of small enterprises, and 0.5% of medium units. It is possible that these numbers reflect the distress caused during COVID-19. It is equally possible that some of the recipients of the guarantee schemes did not have robust business models. Their inability to source funds without government intervention reflected that the credit market was actually working. The design of the policy interventions becomes important. While progress has been made on developing and sourcing better information on borrowers, we need to think about ways to improve it further. One mechanism to incentivize banks to continue doing due diligence is to introduce a price for the credit guarantee. For every guaranteed loan, the bank pays a premium to the government. If the NPA rate rises, then the premium charge to the bank should also increase. Better systems are required to track the performance of these guarantees and the impact that changing fee structures may have on banks' performance. Directed credit and credit guarantee schemes, therefore, should not become the only tools for closing the credit gap it is more important to focus on solving the underlying problems of information asymmetry and bankruptcy. That's all for now. Stay tuned for more.